Picture yourself at Disney World. Crowds of happy people and Disney characters. Hello everyone, and welcome to the most magical place on Earth, the Magic Kingdom! It certainly is nice to see all your smiling faces. Hello there. Can you see all of the interns? Yes, they're there too, and there are about 8,000 of them. But it isn't just Disney. More and more young people are picking up internships. Something like three-quarters of, of undergraduates at four-year colleges in the U.S. do at least one internship before they graduate. And if you go back to 1980, probably something like 3% were doing that. That's Ross Perlin. He wrote a book about the internship economy called Intern Nation. Perlin found that unpaid internships are swallowing up normal-paying jobs in Hollywood, politics, and yes, even in the media. I knew that any NPR intern was sure to have a resume filled with unpaid labor, so I asked my fellow interns to tell me about their experiences working for free. Digital news intern Natalie Jones wrote for a small paper near San Francisco to start her journalism career. She ended up working full-time for just about nothing. Actually, I did get paid to deliver the paper once a week for like two hours. <laughs> the newsroom was tiny, and Jones is one of two reporters. That allowed her to leave the internship with a stack of clips. Still, she told me it'd be best if companies would pay. Sometimes I think it's just simpler to just pay people, and then you, you don't have to feel guilty for getting something in return or feel like you have to make up for it in another way. It's just, it just makes transactions simple. But you have to wonder if experience could be worth more than currency. Science Desk intern Ted Burnham worked for free at an independent radio station in Colorado, and he said he benefited from its small size. You just get, like so many more opportunities to be on the air. Like, I was on I was on the air my very first day at that show. Um, they just, like, handed me a script and said, here, you're a co-host. So you might say the station paid him in sound clips instead, and Burnham saw that as more valuable than an hourly wage. But money, especially the lack of it, can be a concern. Only so many people out there are fiscally able to even do these unpaid internships in the first place. So you're basically denying a whole class of people the right to advance their careers. David Wagner is a digital arts intern at NPR. Unpaid internships, he says, are only open to the fortunate young people who have parents to support them. Wagner spent some time at the San Francisco Chronicle before he came to NPR. His first three months there, he received only college credit for the articles he wrote each week. And, you know, I got a lot of exposure, which is exactly what they promised me, and that's what I got. But at the same time, like, exposure doesn't pay your tuition. According to Perlin, the author you heard earlier, the big problem is many young people accept unpaid labor as the status quo. You have, you know, a system in, in which young people have sort of, like, forgotten that they deserve a wage for, for a hard day's work. And he said employers are often the ones benefiting. Sometimes this can sound a lot like exploitation. Take this man's advice to entrepreneurs that I found on YouTube. Mark Walters here, and I want to share with you ways that you can be getting people to work in your business, and it won't cost you anything. And that's by utilizing interns. Now, Exploitative or not, for many, unpaid internships are the entryway to a paying job. Thankfully, at NPR, we get a stipend. I'm Stephanie Stokes, and this is Intern Edition. Intern.